Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello, welcome to episode 18 of the podcast. And on the podcast this week, I'm talking about some of the tools that I use in my business. Tools that save me time, make my business more efficient, and help my clients work with me. I've kept away from web designer tools in this episode, although I will talk about the very basics that I use for building my websites. These are really the tools that I use as an entrepreneur, and that I would use if I was running any kind of a small business. And I don't know about you, but I like to know what other people use, just to see whether there's something that I could use in my business. Lots of these you'll be aware of, but there might be a few in here that are new to you. And the links to all of them are in the show notes. Some of these are affiliate links, so I get a small commission if, I, if you use those links. I talked about affiliate links in the podcast last week. It's one means of scaling your business. Come on, of course I'm going to use them. <laughs> so let's get started. And the very first one is to do with websites. I build all my websites in WordPress using the Divi theme. My own website is built using these two. Now, I plan to do a future episode on website builders, which is the right one for you. But I'm a big fan of WordPress. Before I ran this business, I had another business and a local agency built my website for me using PrestaShop. What do you mean you've never heard of them? (laughs) They were the bee's knees back in 2012. And I learned many lessons running that business, one of which is to ensure your business foundations are built on well-known tools. PrestaShop is actually still around, but I struggled back in 2012, 2013 to find anybody other than the agency who built my website who knew their way around PrestaShop and could help me out. The agency had me over a barrel. Now, they built something that wasn't actually suitable for my needs, but that's a different story. Every time I wanted to change something, it was really expensive. They quoted me £80 just to change the colour of the Twitter logo. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And £400 to add a new category of product and include it in the menu. Yes, I nearly had a heart attack too. Fortunately, life has moved on and I've wised up since then. WordPress powers about 40% of all commercial websites globally, including many, many big names. And I like it for a few key reasons. The first one is that WordPress itself is free. You just need to pay somewhere to host it, and that doesn't need to cost much. You might also choose to pay for a theme, but there are lots of free ones out there. You might choose to pay somebody to build it, like me, for example, but you can build it yourself. And you can pay for extra functionality, but the core WordPress is free. Second reason I like WordPress is that you own the website and can host it anywhere you want. By hosting, that means the computer service where the code is stored. So when somebody types in your website address into their uh, internet browser, it goes and toddles off and picks up that code and brings it back. And a website built with a host's own website builder has to be hosted with them. And importantly, 
they can just change the terms of their hosting whenever they want. And you're locked into using them unless you move your whole website somewhere else, which is not usually that easy to do. The third reason I like WordPress is it's very flexible and can grow with your business. The functionality that can be added through plugins is extensive. There are thousands and thousands out there. And the fourth reason that I'm going to talk about today anyway, the final reason, is that your website can look however you want it to look. There are no restrictions like there are with some of the website builders. Now, a WordPress website needs a theme which gives it its core look and adds some functionality on. There are thousands and thousands of themes out there. Some of them are free and some of them cost you money. And needless to say, some are better than others. I use the Divi theme by a company called Elegant Themes. This isn't free. You pay about $100 a year for it. Or you can pay a bit more and get a lifetime license. But it's worth it in my opinion because of what it gives you. I like it because it's easy to use. Okay, there's a learning curve, but it's actually quite easy. And I always show my clients how to make changes to their own website. They don't need to pay me or anybody else £80 to change the colour of a logo. And also it's very widely used. So there are lots of add-ons that have been designed specifically to use with Divi. And there's a very big community of Divi users out there. So if you ever need help, there are lots of Divi experts that you can call upon. You're not locked into using me for changes, although of course I'll always help my clients if they need it. Divi is incredibly flexible. It means your website can look aesthetically pretty much however you want it to look out of the box. You don't need lots of additional coding to build the kind of website you want. I mean, if you want lots of whizzy animations, you may need some additional code. But I would always question whether that's really adding anything. And finally, many themes slow down your website. Well, any theme's going to slow down your website a bit because they add coding which has to be read. But some can be very slow. <laughs> and Elegant Themes has worked very hard over the past year or so to ensure the theme is as lean and quick as possible. And this is a key area of focus for them, so I expect it to improve even more. Okay, the second tool, I mentioned you need hosting for a website. Well, I use and recommend SiteGround for hosting. I have all of my client websites on SiteGround and my own too. As I mentioned before, if you use Squarespace, Wix, Shopify, or any of the other website builders, then you have to use the hosting that comes with it. SiteGround offers a very good value product for, web, for WordPress users. It's not the cheapest, but I think the price they charge is affordable for entrepreneurs and small businesses. The hosting that you use matters. It matters for website speed, for security, and for uptime. And SiteGround performs very well on all of these. Yes, you will find better on all of them, but it performs extremely well. And I also find they've got a very good help desk if you ever have problems. So I think SiteGround is the best value host for entrepreneurs and small businesses, basically. Okay, moving away from websites, number three is Dubsado. And I use Dubsado as my CRM. That stands for Client Relationship Management Tool. So what exactly do I mean by that? Well, let me explain how I used Dubsado to do so. 
And I use Dovzado for a few simple things and it saves me a lot of time. First of all, I use it to book calls with potential new clients. Instead of going backwards and forwards by email, working out a time that suits, I just send potential clients the link to my Dubsado booking. In fact, it's on my website so people can book without even contacting me first. I've already told Dubsado when I'm available and it syncs with my calendar. So if I add something to my calendar, it knows I'm busy and doesn't show that slot. I mean, I've actually got to add it to my calendar rather than just have it logged in my brain, which is often the problem. (laughs) But potential new clients can book at a time that's convenient for them and for me. And they can also reschedule or cancel all without me needing to be involved. And when they book, there's a short form for them to complete. Obviously, this includes their name, email address and phone number. Although I also ask whether they'd rather have a Zoom call. But I also ask for some other information, like if they've got an existing website, what the address of that website is, etc. And it means I can come to the call prepared. There are lots of other systems that allow you to book and complete a form at the same time. Calendly and Acuity Scheduling are two popular ones. But Dubsado does much more than this. You see, Dubsado saves that initial information for me. And then if that person wants to go ahead with a new website, I just need to add their address and I can send the contract I already have loaded into Dubsado. Dubsado automatically fills it out with their name and address. They can electronically sign it and send it back. Dubsado keeps a copy in their file, so I always know where it is. And this process with contracts was actually the reason I signed up with Dubsado. Because before I started using Dubsado, I, and actually, I'm slightly ashamed to admit this, but I used to prepare each contract manually and email a PDF to the client. And that used to take me a long time. And so Dubsado has saved me so much time. I just add the link to the contract to the email I send to the client. And I also use it for sending invoices. I've got packages loaded onto Dubsado. And so I can just go into the client's file. It's got their key data like name and email. I add a package and it prepares the invoice. I can edit it if needed and then just send it out. It links to Stripe and PayPal so clients can just hit the pay now button on the invoice and pay. It makes it really easy for my clients. And I've also set up some standard forms on Dubsado that I use for collecting information. So I use these when I start work on a bespoke website for clients. It's got my questionnaire. I also use it for key information for my off-the-shelf website templates too. And at the end of a bespoke build, I send another form to collect feedback and ask for a testimonial. There's lots more that Dubsado can do that I don't use. And there are other CRMs out there too, which do similar things. But I must admit, I found Dubsado a game changer for me in my business. It's not free, but it does make my processes more efficient, which is helpful for both clients and me. I'd also add that whilst it's very easy to set up, mine is not set up perfectly. I did it myself. There are lots of people out there who you can pay who will set it up in a better way than I have set up mine. I'm certainly not a Dubsado expert. There's an affiliate link in the show notes if you want to try it out, which gives you 20% off. 
You can have a free trial too, which allows you to set it up and use it for three clients before you need to pay. Number four is Active Campaign. So I use Active Campaign as my email marketing system. It does different things to Dubsado. I don't use it as a CRM, although it's sometimes described as that. But I'm not sure I would ever really describe it as that. <laughs> and I moved about 18 months ago from MailChimp. While I must admit I don't love Active Campaign, I do find it easier than MailChimp. And I probably just need to use it a bit more. Any of the email marketing systems, so Active Campaign, MailChimp, MailerLite, ConvertKit, they're the ones, main ones that most entrepreneurs use. Any of them allow you to mass send emails to your list. Um, and you should never mass send emails directly from your email address without using one of these email marketing systems. Because if you do, they, that email will basically be considered spam. And so it won't get delivered to many of the people on the address. It's also unlikely to comply with GDPR because you're not allowing people to unsubscribe from future emails. And the reason I move from Active Campaign and prefer Active Campaign is it allows me to offer several lead magnets. By that, I mean free downloadable PDFs. And I can offer several at once. And people can sign up for just one of them or all of them. And like all of the email marketing systems, it integrates with my website. So I put my downloads on there. And when somebody signs up for one of them, it adds them to my master list and sends them that downloadable PDF. And it also sends them emails in future, which I send to my entire list. And one of the key things with Active Campaign is that you can add tags, etc. So you can segment your list to send different emails to different groups with particular interests. But I must admit that apart from using it to send emails specifically to people who sign up to a masterclass, I haven't really used that functionality. So again, a bit like Dubsado, I'm not using it to its full potential. But you never know, one day I might get there. <laughs> and to be honest, the amount that I do use it does make it worthwhile. Active Campaign and the other e email marketing systems allow people to unsubscribe easily complying with GDPR. Now, Active Campaign doesn't have a free version, sadly. Uh, if I was starting out and needed something basic, I'd be inclined to use MailerLite, which does have a free version. But if you need something more sophisticated, then Active Campaign is worth a look. Number five, talking of emails, I use Google Workspace as my email provider. Google Workspace used to be called G Suite. Google Workspace does more than just emails, but that's really what I use it for. And what it does is it allows you to use your website name at the end of your email. So I've got, say, hello at beyondthekitchentable.co.uk rather than beyondthekitchentable at gmail.com or even worse, beyondthekitchentable at hotmail.com because having your email at the including your website address at the end, just looks much more professional. I did used to use a free email that came with my website hosting at SiteGround, and that allowed me to set up, say, hello at beyondthekitchentable.co.uk. But I found the interface awful, and the delivery, deliverability of emails wasn't great either. Because free emails are usually used by spammers, because they can set up lots for free. Now, I'm not going to pretend that Google emails always get through. <laughs> they still sometimes end up in spam. And whilst its filter is better than what I had before, 
I find I still get spam into my inbox and emails I want to see in spam. Hey-ho. The cost of Google Workspace depends upon how many users you have. If it's just you, then it's a few pounds a month, and I think a necessary investment even when you start out. Okay, number six. If you're active on social media, then you must have come across Canva.com. It's a brilliant resource for creating social media graphics, presentations, etc. It comes with a load of images, templates that you can use. Now, I've got the paid for version of Canva because that allows me to save my branding assets, for example, my colors, um, upload bespoke fonts, and it gives me access to all the images without having to pay any more. But the free version is brilliant and has more than enough for most people. If you don't currently use Canva, then I encourage you to have a go. There's also lots of great free resources on how to use it around. Moving on quickly to another one that you will have heard of, number seven, is Zoom. 2020 was definitely the year of Zoom. I actually love Zoom, um, although like most people, I can definitely get Zoomed out if I use it too much in any one day. I'm not going to talk very much about this because you'll be familiar with it. But the one thing I really like about Zoom is the ability to record so when I show clients how to use their website, I always do this on Zoom now so I can record it and send them the recording. And I've been told many times how helpful having the recording is. Zoom's free, but I have the paid for version which allows me to Zoom with more than one other person uh, for over 45 minutes. And I sometimes need that. Number eight, Stripe and PayPal. Now, I use both Stripe and PayPal for taking payments. I link to both of them on my website for things like masterclass bookings and clients can pay their invoices that I prepare on Dubsado using either PayPal or Stripe. It makes it seamless for clients and that's what I like about both of them. Neither Stripe nor PayPal have a fixed monthly payment. They just take a commission on any monies that go through them. And I know some of my clients begrudge paying that commission but it does make it administratively easier for you and your clients. And that has a value. Stripe's actually a little cheaper than PayPal, but they do hold onto your money for a few days, whereas PayPal usually pay out straight away. PayPal also has the advantage that some clients prefer to use it because they've got a PayPal balance or because their cards are stored in there. It makes it easier for them. And that's key. You have to make things easy for your clients. Well, there's a risk they'll get distracted, forget and not buy or pay. I'm aware that some people have had issues with PayPal holding on to funds for a long time when they've had unusually high amounts going into their account. For example, if they're launching a group program or a course. Now, I haven't experienced that myself. I like and I use both of them. If I had to use just one, I'd probably go for Stripe over PayPal, but both are very good. Number nine, Starling. About 18 months ago, I moved my business bank account from one of the high street banks to Starling. Now, I never had any problem with my bank and I didn't borrow any money through them. But the reason I moved was because Starling was free and it had a very good reputation. I was paying a monthly fee, which you know was quite high for the transactions that went through there. And I... I love Starling. <laughs> it was really easy to set up the account. I love their app. Probably most of all, I love the fact my phone pings when money goes in or goes out. 
Stripe transfers the money to my bank account at about 9.30 in the morning, which is when I'm on my dog walk. And that ping, seeing the money that's gone in, is one of the small pleasures of my day. I know, I'm very sad. (laughs) Um, But I also love that Starling is free, so I would highly recommend it. I've added an affiliate link to the show notes for Starling. You don't get any benefit for using this, and I don't get anything either. But they do apparently plant a tree, so use it for that reason. Number 10, accounting software. So I've used something called Wave Apps for years, but I'm currently in the process of moving off it and onto Free Agent. And before I used Wave, I used to have an Excel spreadsheet. Now, I'm both financially and tech savvy. I know my way around a set of accounts, but spreadsheet used to be hell. (laughs) And discovering Wave was amazing. I absolutely loved it and it was free. So why move? Well, very reluctantly, I can tell you. But they announced a year or so ago that they were going to be focusing on the US and Canadian markets. And while I could still use them, they don't support digital integration in the UK. So I used to manually enter my Starling bank transactions. They don't support PAYE. And if I ever register for VAT, I'll need to use something else. So I did look at Zero, QuickBooks and Free Agent. I'm currently on a free trial of Free Agent. None of these options are free, uh, unlike Wave. Um, And I can't say I love Free Agent like I did with Wave, but I'm hoping that that's just while I'm getting used to it. Watch this space. Number 11, Toggle. Toggle is a tool that records how long you spend on different tasks. Now, you have to remember to press the button at the start and end. But assuming you do that, it's a really useful way of recording how long you spend on different clients and or tasks. I don't record everything I do, but I do record the time for work I undertake on an hourly rate. Toggle keeps it in one place and is particularly useful if you keep stopping and starting. And knowing how long things take is really useful and I probably should record more. But I don't. Anyway, Toggle is free. That's another reason to like it. Number 12, the final one, which is a bit niche, um, and that's Captivate. I use Captivate to host and distribute this podcast. I actually came across Captivate when I built Vicky Weinberg's website. Uh, that's two weeks in a row that Vicky's got a mention on this podcast. I hasten to add, I do have other clients. <laughs> I might have to mention some of them some more. Uh, Vicky uses Captivate for her podcast, the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast, which is very good. And we integrated the podcast player into her website. It was not without a hitch, I must admit, but I still really liked it and I really liked the look of it. Now, Captivate have very recently been sold to a a bigger business, so I'm hoping they continue to be as good and as innovative. The cost of Captivate is pretty reasonable, and I find it very, very easy to upload my podcast each week, add show notes, schedule each episode, And then you then link it to all the podcast players like Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. for me. I don't have to do anything on that bit. There's an affiliate link in the show notes if you're looking to launch a podcast and want to give them a go. I do highly recommend them. So that's it. 12 tools that I use. I'm sure there are more, but these are the ones I thought of when planning this episode that I wanted to share with you. You might be surprised to see that I haven't mentioned a project management tool like Asana, Trello, ClickUp Monday, etc. 
I do actually have Trello set up and I use ClickUp for social media planning. But the reality is that I just haven't been able to get on with any electronic planner. I prefer pen and paper really for my to-do list and all my processes, sometimes with a Google Doc to back it up as well. In fact, I've actually just planned and printed my own planner for my own personal use, so it's exactly as I want it. I also don't use any of the main social media scheduling tools. I do schedule some of my Instagram and Facebook posts, but I use Facebook's native creator studio to do this. And to be honest, there's lots of things I just post live, I just post at the time. So, quickly recap the ones that I have talked about in this episode. Number one, WordPress and Divi for my own website, as well as all client websites. Number two, SiteGround for website hosting. Number three, Dubzado as my CRM, which makes the onboarding process with clients as efficient as it can be. Number four, active campaign for email marketing. Number five, Google Workspace is my email provider. Number six, Canva for social media posts and presentations, of course. Number seven, Zoom for meetings and recording website instructions. Eight, Stripe and PayPal as payment processes. Nine, Starling for my business banking. Ten, I was using Wave, but I'm moving to free agent for my accounting software. Eleven, Toggle for checking how long I spend on tasks. And 12, Captivate for my podcast. Now, I could, and indeed often do, spend hours investigating tools to use. If there are any secret gems that you use, I'd love to know. Please do email me on sayhello at beyondthekitchentable.co.uk or send me a DM on Instagram, I'm at beyondthekt. And of course, the point of these tools is to make our lives easier. We don't have to use the full functionality of them. And as you've heard me say, there are many that I don't use the full functionality. But if a tool makes our lives easier, then you should use it. If it doesn't, then ditch it. Thank you for listening. If you know anybody else who would benefit from hearing this episode, please do send them the link to listen. If you're listening on an app like Apple, then just click the three dots in the top right and it will give you the link. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me, whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business, or scaling it. And see you next week.